America, motherfucker. What is up? It's your boy, Colton McCormack. This is the Certified Wrench Podcast. And we are starting off the second half of the year on the goddamn right foot. (laughs) America, baby. I'm sitting here with somebody that traveled all the way from California just to see me. I'm just kidding. He's here with family, but he came two hours, I think. About two hours to come visit and do a podcast. And uh, just hearing this song just, you know, just makes it that much better. It's exhilarating. <laughs> I'm sitting here with Josh, should have been a model, Davey. <laughs> I've had a lot of push to get this guy on the podcast and uh we uh we made it work and I tried to get him on multiple times and he's like nope I'm coming in and I'm going to do it in person so and he said he's going to sit on my motorcycle so we're going to let him do that after Well yeah but did you say that Starza is going to have some competition with his uh next year's uh calendar Who Starza out was it Starza? Oh, Starza? Starza? oh yeah, 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 I think yeah, yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> He's gonna have some competition. That is it, big burly men, high yeah. vis jackets, hard hats, boots. Yes, I'm all about it. I'm gonna turn you up here because you're kind of quiet. So, well, you're turning me on. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll get into it. What do you think? Uh, that was an amazing intro. I'm sure all of our fellows here in America will appreciate it. For all you others, I don't care. (laughs) So uh, let's jump into it, man. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your background and all that good shit, and uh, we'll get into it, I guess, a little more. Yeah, right on. Um, Josh, coming out of California, uh, wouldn't say I'm... A master mechanic at anything, I guess I know enough to be dangerous, have fun. Um, how it all started, uh, it's kind of a funny story, to be honest with you. Uh, I had never spun a wrench in my entire life. Um, had no interest in it, didn't really care for it. Um, I was uh, in the uh, in a little bit of a, uh, a game in the industry. I guess you'd say we used to uh, grow... Money used to grow on trees, to say the least, and we were kind of heavily into that industry and doing our fun thing. And um, I had my son when I was 17, and I decided that it was time to get a job. So the buddy of mine who I was kind of in business with, uh, I told him, hey, dude, I got to get a job. I can't can't go to fucking parent-teacher conference day and tell him that I sell pot for a living. Like, it doesn't work like that. So he, uh, he owned a wrapping company, and he called me one day and goes, hey, I got this guy. He's... Uh, he runs this uh, mobile repair business out of Santa Creta. Um, he's looking for a guy to help out. And so I was like, all right, cool, no problem. Got on the phone with him. He's like, hey, do you know how to change oil? Do you know how to change brakes? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, cool. Give me an address in Sun Valley. Hung up the phone with him in a time, and I fucking literally hung up the phone with him and got on YouTube on how to change oil and brakes. I swear <laughs> to Christ. I swear on everything. So I, uh, I show up the next day, nervous, dude, like sweating bullets. He goes underneath the truck and he tells me to grab like a, like a three H ratchet with like a 17 millimeter and like something, dude, I was standing at his toolbox for like fucking five minutes, like just nervous, opened up every drawer, didn't know what I was looking for. And I just grabbed a handful of shit and walked back (laughs) over to the back of the truck. And he looked at me, he goes, are you fucking kidding me right now? And I was like, 
hey man, I got to be honest with you, dude. I've never done this before. And he's so long story short is I, uh, ended up rolling around with him for like, uh, about two and a half, three years every day we did truck stuff. So that's kind of like what Castro does. Mm. Hit all studio equipment. We had a, a lunchbox deal. Um, they had like a 52 foot trailer. They had generators on them. They opened up double wide and they housed all the uh, extras and the actors for the, for the food. I'm going to move this closer. Cause okay. you backing up. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it started. And we, uh, we got into it with uh, the trucking and uh, it got to the point like at any young technician's career, you start working for the guy, start making the money and then you want more money and uh, they can't pay you that. So mm -hmm. you got to hit the road. Um, and it was crazy too. Cause my wife, I started at like, I think it was like $12 an hour salary, 40 hours a week. And then it went to like 50 hours, 60 hours, 80 hours, six days, seven days a week. And before you know it, like I was fucking working for basically nothing. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. They, they wouldn't pay you any of that overtime or nothing? Oh, hell no, dude. Oh. It was straight time. It was straight time. And, and it was it was a punishment. But I think it was it worked out perfect because I had like the he's a good dude now, but he was a asshole back in the day. Like just a, <laughs> just a dick. Like he he. He like molded me for all my future bosses, I guess you'd say. But, Word, been there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, after that, we uh, I wanted more money. That didn't end up working out. So went out to a drilling company, um, started uh, operating for them, and then uh, wrenching on the free times and stuff like that. Um, had fun there, and uh, unfortunately had a big accident there. Uh, we were. Um, we worked late one night and uh, I got my hand caught in a lead auger. So we were hard facing, we'd hard face these augers at the end of every day. Mm -hmm. And then when we were done, um, they, we just put in like an old brake lathe and just, you'd literally just turn the machine on as fuck anybody could do it. Just yeah. pull the trigger and it just goes and it's hard facing. Well, I guess whoever was doing that before left the, uh, like kind of just broke off the weld and left that big tag of that uh, rod hanging out there. So the lead auger is like, it's about six feet tall. It's got a big end bit on it, a head bit. And I, when I went to go toss it up there, I caught my glove and it fucking smashed my left hand in the in between the lead auger and all that. And it's up like five, six feet in the air. So I could have waited like a few minutes for the helper to get there. But I got, you know, impatient and I yanked my hand out. And when I yanked my hand out, I like separated the bone from the cartilage and all this fun stuff. And um, <laughs> sorry, yeah, you're good. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that that was uh, that was a game changer that literally ended they told me it was going to end my career they told me i never uh, lift weights i never work a blue collar job in my life mm. i literally was contacted by a lawyer i was supposed to receive like lifetime compensation for that injury really yeah it was it, it's pretty good like even the insurance company told me like if anything happens to my wrist like that area is like voided like a fucking void the warranty like like a car dealership yeah really? like yeah if you have any claims with that thing you you cannot like <laughs> it's gonna come out of your pocket buddy wow yeah so that's that and then we uh what was that? So, what? Well, I, obviously you're working. So, oh yeah, that was at like 24 years old. So I, uh, I was out of, I was out of work for about a year and a half. Uh, three surgeries later, finally got it all squared away. Tried to go back to the drilling company, dude. I couldn't even fucking lift a shovel. Like I was, wow. I was useless. Like, and they wanted to throw me back into work like right away. And I had just had major ulnar compartment surgeries and all sorts of shit. <laughs> At least they still would let you come back. They did, kind of. but I think it was more or less like because they didn't want me to sue the shit out of them, uh, kind of thing. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, well, you got a job back, but you're pretty much useless to us." So, um, I think I ended up packing up there. Um, 
screwing around at like a, like a factory job for about a year because I just had to try to get myself better, yeah. try to get, you know, back in the game. Um, then I, uh, decided to get a hair up my ass and, uh, moved to Mammoth Lakes. So I thought it'd be awesome to move to Mammoth and <laughs> it was cool, but, uh, it's really, really hard to make it out there, dude. There's, I literally had three jobs. I was a truck driver. I was a loader operator and I was a mechanic and I didn't expensive get expensive or what? It's just, well, no, for like a business owner, it's fucking ideal because you literally like, <laughs> they'll tell you, all right, cool. We'll give you 20 bucks an hour. They don't care what you're worth. Yeah. Like flat out. They'll tell you, we'll just, give you 20 bucks an hour or kick rocks. Yeah. For a business owner, it's ideal, but for someone like you and I, no, it's, it sucks. I think the, the straw that broke the camel's back, it was like, um, fuck, it was snowing. It was wintertime. It was like 90, I worked like 95 hours in like five fucking days. I get out to the job. There was a hydraulic line broken on a dozer. So I'm down there. I'm sifting through all the fucking snow, and I get it done, and my boss shows up, and I was in the truck cooling off, and he starts ripping into me. Like, why aren't you working this, this, and this? The machine's beat up and running. I'm like, dude, if the fucking hose is done, like, I'm just defrosting. And we get out of the truck, and we're arguing back and forth. And <laughs> my gloves were wet. And when I went to pick my gloves back up, they were frozen, like frozen solid. <laughs> and I, that's when I looked at them, and I, like, I fucking packed up my shit, and I went home. And I called my wife. I said, hey, we, we need to figure something else out. This isn't working out. Jesus. Yeah. Should have moved to Texas. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought about it, but. <laughs> well, that's another story. Yeah. Uh shit that's crazy so what happened after that so then we came back down to southern california and uh i got hired on at this uh construction company that i was at for about five years um it worked out good i got actually hired on as an operator um as operator and then uh one day some machines went down um uh, some of the local rental companies and dealerships couldn't get out there my boss was talking like, we might have to sit some guys. And I said, for, for what? He goes, oh, we got a hydraulic line. We got this and this and this. I was like, dude, you got tools? Like, fuck, I'll, I'll put that together. No problem. <laughs> so I literally wrote myself a fucking check right out of the operator seat and back in the mechanic seat because they found out I was a mechanic and <laughs> here Damn we it. go again. Yeah, dude. So that worked out for a while. Um, then my review came around and... Uh, they, it was a specific job site. Like we only had like uh, we're doing a buyer mediation on this uh, site and we had a bunch, we had about maybe like eight haul trucks, like Volvo 40 and 35 haul trucks. We had like five, seven fours and a few dozers, nothing too crazy, but I was the guy for that site. Like I was like uh, essentially a resident there. Mm -hmm. And then when the, uh, when the brass found out about me up at the office and they called me in and I had my review, I thought I was getting fired. So the he like, I sat in on the room and he was like, Hey, how much are you paying these guys? I was like, what do you mean? He goes, dude, they gave you like a perfect report. And, uh, the guys that my bosses were like, Oh yeah, well, this is that guy that we've been kind of talking about, but we didn't want to tell you about him because you know, we know you're going to steal him from us. And <laughs> sure as shit. Like we talked for about five minutes. The, the guy excused me from the room. He goes, can you give us the room for a second? And I was like, Ooh. Oh fuck, I'm getting fucking fired. Like dude, everything <laughs> went through my mind. Then like, like, here we go. Only fans and shit. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, it actually ended up working out. Call me back in. They gave me an offer for the lead mechanic position. No shit. That's right. Yeah. So then that's, that's where I kind of ran with it. And I cut my teeth pretty fucking hard at that company. They were a John Deere strong company. I didn't have a fucking laptop. All I did was like literally call with codes and the service managers would send me like those printouts of, you know, like yeah. your, your diagnostic tree and all that. Mm -hmm. Oh dude. So I'd go there and like, sometimes I'd fuck it up. So like, I was like, fuck, was it yes or was it no? Like, Oh, I got to go back like three steps. You got to figure <laughs> it out. So I was doing that all on paper in the dirt. Like I did it hard. Wow. dude. It sucked. 
But um, cool though. Yeah, and then uh, one day I was out at uh, the dealership down there, um, Coastline, and they. Uh, I asked him. I was like, "We had a machine there," and I was like, "Hey, do you mind if I just go over there, throw some cutting edges on it? We have a we have a haul truck picking it up the next morning. It really saved me some time." They're like, "Yeah, no problem." So I go back there, and I'm working, and uh, I see this real tall dude and uh, and a little guy come like poke their head around the corner. They looked important. <laughs> they got like button up shirts and shit. I knew one of the guys was the service manager, so uh, they come over and they like, literally gave me like an interview right there at the back of the truck and was like, "So would you like to come work with us?" I'm like. Well, I like they were kind of pushing. It was going to be like a, a major pay cut to go, but I would like they told me about that whole um, uh, incentive program on all the training and capstones and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they sold me on that. That was the catch. So the next morning, I got a fucking uh, offer letter in on my email box. So that's when the the chasing of the dealership started. The bullshit there. So that's like deer dealer. Or yeah, deer. Oh. Yeah, Coastal. I didn't know that. I didn't know, realize you worked for a deer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, oh, it was a very brief, brief time. Oh, okay. If it was up to me, not my wife, I would have quit my fucking third day. I'm not a shop guy. <laughs> oh, you, so you went into the shop there, not a field? Well, the, 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 the way that they got me in there was that we were going to do a, um, we we're going to do a year in the shop, get all, we're going to fast track all the capstones and mm. they're going to put me in a truck, which mm. is probably the same story they tell everybody, Yes. but they got me good. They fucking, they hooked me. So I was all gun ho. So back up a little bit. So I fucking put in my notice at, at ICS. Mm-hmm. I, I quit. I, I'm, I take the week off of Thanksgiving. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to quit there. I'm going to get my truck unpacked, get the toolbox packed. I'll take the back down to long beach. We'll get all set up. I go out to the desert, fuck around. And I found out and I compound fractured my tib and fib. <laughs> so <laughs> it's Friday afternoon. I'm supposed to be starting at the dealership on Monday morning. And I'm fucking, I literally called the service manager. I said, Hey dude, I fucked up. He goes, what happened? I was like, I'm getting airlifted right now out of the desert and I'm not going to be able to make it to work on Monday. He goes, all right, don't worry about it, man. You're good. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, you're fine. I was like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> fuck, it's sweet. So yeah, we, Damn. yeah, I hit a pause button on my life for like a year and a half. Um, seven surgeries later. Uh, yeah, I, like I told you that pretty red thing, I only sit on it when it's not running. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so... It's been a, it's been a little bit of uh it's been fun though. I mean, I, I got, I got over at coastline. Um, there was a little bit of a confusion. So the service manager that hired me, he, my first week there, he, he got picked up by uh, the dealership up in uh, cat up in Northern California. So mm-hmm. he was like, I'm out of there. It's like, all right, cool. So we had a regional guy come in and kind of like in, like uh, in place of the service manager. Well, um, the service manager, Gary, he had told me, he was like, hey, make sure to talk to them and let them know what our plan was. I was like, all right, cool, like, no problem. Um, so I, uh, I confronted the guy, and he goes, oh, well, you know, that's kind of what you had worked out with them. That's not what we have worked out. And I was oh. like, I was like, I got Motherfucker. <laughs> dude, the moment he fucking said that, like, I was like, all right, cool. Like, already it started, my wheel started spinning, and that's when I was already told my wife, like, I'm fucking done. Mm-hmm. She's like, why? I was like, because they just, they... Now everybody, like when I got to the shop, everybody started wanting to do their capstoning because they wanted more money. I'm like, well, how the fuck are you going to want more money if you're not doing the capstones, dude? Mm-hmm. Like you have to do that stuff for them to get money. It's, it's how it works. So now everybody started wanting to do the capstoning. So I got put at the bottom of the totem pole. So there was a backhoe and a skip loader class coming up or something like that after the fundamental stuff. Um, I got bumped on that one. Dude, the two dudes that they bumped me for fucking both quit within like a month later. 
So, so wow. they, they bumped my schedule on that. They get them the training because they had they had more seniority there. They had been at the dealership longer. So I was like, all right, whatever. Um, then the the manager comes out and he goes, hey Josh. He goes, I fucked up. And I was like, yeah, you did. Like, what? I, I was like, oh yeah, why? Like, I played stupid. He goes, hey man, I really messed up. Like, we were supposed to put you through those trainings, and we're not going to, and this and that. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay, cool, right on. Like, sounds good. Like, I just kind of like gave like let him hear what he wanted to hear, and I, I walked away. And I already had like the intentions of like I was starting the business. Like, yeah. it was already going. Like, I was already kind of moonlighting. I guess you'd say by like in a sense. Um, so I was already kind of checked out, and then um, and then I. I think I'd already kind of started the process of buying the truck. Like I already tried to searching for the money. And then, so one day the service manager and the branch manager call me and like, Hey Josh, listen, like we're going to get you on all these courses. Like you have a course coming up next month, this month, like you have to do all these prerequisites, this, this, and this. And I literally, I was like, all right guys, like I got to stop you. I said, here's my like two month, three month notice, but like, I'm not going to be here much longer. Like I'm going out on my own. And they're like, oh. are you fucking here? Like he was so mad. He's like, why didn't you talk to me? I was like, because you would have done whatever you can to save me. Like that's yeah. not, that's not the case. So <laughs> it was a, it was a little misunderstanding, but I think everything happens for a reason, you yeah. know, cause I think I would have been stuck in that fucking truck, just running around making, you know, doing my thing. I don't know. Well, yesterday I looked at my Facebook memories and yesterday three years ago i left our oh i almost said the fucking company name mm -hmm. i left the deer dealership three years ago and it's like man i'm just sitting there thinking like man that's a quick three years like it's best decision I ever made it's crazy man yeah at the time i uh i really didn't understand like why like uh, i mean you know i'm not gonna get too biblical sorry i'm not too biblical but it was my foot oh my big old shit kickers at your desk <laughs> um you know, I had to put them on in Texas, you know, mm -hmm. got to get a mm -hmm. match. Um, I don't know what I was thinking about. Uh, but yeah, the dealership was cool. I enjoyed it. Um, I just uh, I just have my mixed opinions on that whole bullshit because, um, you know, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I'm a qualified mechanic. Like I'm, I'm pretty decent on working on shit, but they wouldn't give me any fucking jobs because I don't have any cab stones. Yeah. So then they're going to try to hide people's time here and there. And I'm like, dude, this is this is a dog and pony show. Like this is, you guys just want everybody to be certified so you can make the fucking money and yeah. get the warranty work. But you're going to send a kid that's not qualified, but he's got his capstones out there to go do a warranty job. Like who's making money here really? Mm -hmm. Like, so it was kind of, it was one of those things. I don't got a bad thing to say about the dealership. I think, I think I just, um, I started in the field as like an independent guy on an independent small company. And that's all I ever had those, that vibe that works style so when i went into a shop it was a rude awakening like at like 9 15 like dude music shut off fucking tools it got quiet and i'm like what's going on everybody's fucking walking to the corner store you know what i mean they're getting their energy drinks and their bullshit and, mm -hmm. and then at 12 o'clock it's like oh we're taking lunch i'm like dude like what the fuck like i've never met a heavy criminal mechanic that like sits down and takes lunches yeah. and like break time Eating like on the go yeah grease dude. on your hands <laughs> yeah like did you take lunch? Well, yeah, it was thirty minutes from that job site to this job site. I fucking grubbed. We're yeah. good to go. Like, yep. yeah. So, it's, it was a it was a change of pace for me. Um, but I think, uh, I, I guess I had went to the dealership like with the thought in my mind that I was going to go work with someone like you. You know, like someone like that. Oh, uh, Sorry, don't blush on me. <laughs> Stop blushing, buddy. Um, but like, like with like a master mechanic, and I thought I was going to like shadow them and like learn all the insights and the ticks, the, the 
tips and the dicks and chicks, <laughs> the yeah. tips and tricks, you know? And I thought it was like, oh, this is going to be sweet. And I got there, dude. And it was like, all right, you got a PDI. I'm like, what the fuck's yeah. a PDI? They're like, oh, well, that machine just came in. It's new. You got to check all the stuff. I'm like, I looked at him. I was like, all right. And then I, and then I opened up service advisor and it's like 13 hours to do this job. I was like, are you and fucking you can do it in two? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the guys were taking like two, three days to do the jobs. Yeah. And like, I kind of started getting like a little bit of like, some guys like pulled me aside, like, Hey dude, like you can't work that fast. Like you got to kind of slow it down. You know, you don't want to piss everybody off. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm just here to do the work. Like, I don't care what you think about me. I care about what the dude upside up in the office is cutting my check. I care mm. what he thinks about me. Yeah, and the thing I learned about, you know, working at a the big deer dealer that I worked for, it's like they didn't like people talking to each other in the shop unless they needed help, you know. Like, it's like boot camp, you know. Dude, well, it's it's like, well, the worst one was like we had a foreman. And, uh, you know, usually a foreman is like, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I'm a fucking dumb mechanic, you know. But a foreman should be like one of the most competent persons mm -hmm. in the shop. He comes from, he's climbed in the ranks, like he fucking is the go-to guy. Yes. So our foreman is like, hey, dude, I ran into this problem. Like, well, did you check service advisor? Well, yeah, dick, that's why I'm talking to you now. Like, it didn't work. <laughs> like, that's not what's checking out, you know. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know. Go ask another tech. So it was always like the, the, the pointing of the finger and never, like, you know, come out there and fucking roll up your sleeves and get dirty with us. So. He was more of a quality control guy. He was more of like, yeah, I'm going to unload the equipment, the new equipment off the trailers. Yeah. I'm going to call the customers that have been fucking calling me for three weeks about their machines that still haven't been touched or made it in the shop yet. Yeah, it's just, it was... <sighs> It was one of those things. Just, the shops, yeah, just not for me. Yeah. And then when I saw what they charged, I was like, oh, hell no. You guys are charging this much for my rate and you're paying me pennies? Mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. And you don't get any type of allowance or anything for anything and maybe a boot allowance. But, yeah, it's, it's fucking wild. Yeah, boot allowance from fucking Walmart. Like, I don't <laughs> know what the fucking boots you can buy for 100 fucking bucks, yeah. dude. Like, come on. Yeah. So, uh, I guess... what. You, you started on your own from this place, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there we are. Let's okay. talk about that. All right. right. So, yeah, I decided to uh, to go out on my own. Yeah, that was a cool that was a cool deal. So, well, I... Hold on. Time out, I guess. So, at this point of going out on your own, how many years experience do you have at this point? 32. No. Okay. <laughs> Over time. No. Um, <laughs> at that point. Uh, I would say I'm 32 now. So, I had about 11 years experience. When, did, when I decided to go out on my own. Okay. So Sorry, yeah, it was like sounds 19. about, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but my experience dude, like was like, I learned the fucking hard way. Yeah. Like I did not have diagnostic tools. I, I got taught by the old timer that like fucking walked up to a motor with a stethoscope and was like, Oh yeah. Injector number two is misfired. You're like, dude, what are you smoking? Dude? Like pretty like, sure the lifter's loose on this, the cylinder. Yeah. No. Yeah. And he's got like temperature guns and shit. I'm like, what are you doing? But I like those, that's kind of like the way I started learning all gotcha. that. So I guess what really, um, so towards the end of the, my uh, stint over at ICS, um, that the big construction company, um, I started bumping heads with them, you know, cause I was taking care of the equipment. They seemed like they didn't want to take care of it. So my, my time was like inevitably running out there and it was, it was clear. So my, um, superintendent, uh, which is like a big mentor to me, Mike, big shout out him and Justin, he's a project manager. They, um, confronted me one day and said, Hey Josh, look, we're, we're possibly, you know, we're, th they had already started their own business and they're like, Hey, we're, we know what you're capable of and we know what you kind of want to do. And we want to give you 
we want to we want to go into business with you. And there they threw me a pitch for 33% ownership of the truck. They'll buy it. They'll float all the cost. Basically, just turn me loose and go. Mm. So I started talking to my other buddies about it. You know, people that like guys that I look up to and seek advice. Um, so they also like, well, if they're thinking of like, why don't you do it on your own? And then so I had another guy confront me about getting into bed with him in the business. And so that kind of started the whole wheel spinning. And I think um, I want to say... I listened to your buddy, um, <laughs> Mr. Witt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to him. Yeah. And uh, I kind of heard a few stories, like some guys coming up, and I was it just kind of inspired me. And, and uh, I decided uh, to start looking for the money um, to start my own business. And I think, uh, so when I decided that, I had my seventh surgery scheduled. I was at, at those at the dealership at that time. So I had let them know, hey, I got a surgery in February. I'm going to be out for 30 days, blah, 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 blah. So I told the wife, hey, listen, when I go on this break, I'm going to hit up a few people and see, like, I'm going to put some feelers out there and see if I can get some customers. Dude, the fucking fourth day after my surgery, I got like 36 staples in my leg. It's all bandaged up and I'm out there doing a fucking front crank on a fucking international truck. So uh -huh. it, it started with like four guys and it started blossoming into it to the point where... Like they were catching on at coastline, dude. I was, I was fucking dead tired. I'd work, I'd get to work at seven, get off at, uh, three and then haul ass, go pick up a service truck I was renting and go out and bust my ass all night long. Really? Yeah. And Holy then go crap. back to, and then fucking, I'd be sleeping in my Prius at, at coastline, like in the parking lot, knocked out. Like I'd be on my lunch break sleeping. Like they were starting to catch on. So you drove a Prius. What the fuck's wrong with that, buddy? <laughs> Dude, you want to know the funniest shit? Yeah, just fucking with you. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, yeah, it's all fun and games. So one day my boss, when I was working at that company, he was like, hey, I need you to go. We need um, cutting edges for the 824s. And I was like, all right, cool. Just one? He goes, yeah, just one set. I was like, all right. He goes, can you go pick them up in the morning? I was like, yeah. The only store that had them was Oxnard store. So I... Um, so I was like, fuck, do I stop by Santa Cruz and pick up the service truck and drive all the way out to Oxnard? Or do I just I said, fuck it, I'll just do it in the fucking Prius. So I fucking roll out to Oxnard. Oxnard. I, uh, I pull up in the back by the loading ramp and I talk to the parts manager. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm here to pick the cutting edges up. It's like six in the morning. He's like, all right, cool. Dude, he walks out and this dude almost pissed his fucking pants, bro. He laughed so hard. I put the passenger seat down. I put the back seat down, the passenger seat down, and I laid the cutting edges for an 824 across the back of a Prius. Fuck yes. Yes, exactly. I think we need to make like a sticker with the, that'd be sick. Yes. Dude, it's ideal. Everybody <laughs> laughed at me until the fucking uh, gas prices. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, who's laughing now, dude? Ha ha ha. Funny, huh? That's great. Yeah, I, I love that car. I honestly, truthfully, like I would buy another one, but um, my wife, the kids are getting like too big, so we don't, we can't have a car that Sure. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck. Should we break for a second? Yeah. 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 Nobody knows this, but I can hit that pause button and I'll put some like music in, like jazz music or elevator music, and then you know, okay, we're back. That's what I do. I like it. That's how easy it is. I, I wish <laughs> we'll be behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, that works out a lot better. So let's uh 
I, we're fucking almost half hour in. Let's let's talk about you know going from where you're at to buying this truck and starting your own business and how that's going and all that good shit. It's been uh, it's been fucking fun. It's been cool. It's yeah. been a it's been a journey this past I guess uh, maybe a little over a year. Um, as I kind of was talking about, uh, those guys had kind of put it in my head. They believed in me that I could start a business. So therefore I was like, Oh, well, fuck, they believe in me. I guess I should try. Um, it was a, uh, it was a true, true struggle, um, trying to get the money for the truck and starting a business because every bank I confronted, I was like, Hey, I'm starting a business. Um, I need 200,000 or I need 250,000 for a truck, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, great. Let's see cash flow. And I was like, did you fucking forget the part that I just said, I'm starting a business. <laughs> like we're, we're not, we're, we don't even have anything yet. And so it just, the song and dance with everybody. And then, um, then I started looking at used trucks, but then the interest rate on used trucks was yeah. like double. So yeah. or why it's would too it, old. We can't finance it. Well, and then the, the one that really got me, like it fickled me to the core. There was a, a maintainer truck. Um, I found a, a 2014 maintainer body on a 2017 truck. And they wanted $135,000 for the truck. And it was just wow. about to go out. And then, so then I show up. So I look at all the pictures and I get there and the, I talk to the guy. I drove all the way out to like, fuck, Arizona or some shit to see this truck. Because I heard about him. I've seen him, but I've never physically touched one. You know, you got to touch it for a yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I go out there and, and uh, I fucking start picking the truck apart. I'm like, dude, the welder don't even start. The fucking outriggers, they're, they're in the picture. They were up. They're drifted to the ground. I said, all these weather stripping, this and that. I was like, dude, he goes, well, what are you willing to give me for the truck? And I was like, I'll give you 105 for the truck. He goes, are you kidding me? He goes, we didn't even, that's less than what we paid for it. I was like, well, that's what it's fucking worth. Dude, mm -hmm. you're, that truck has almost been rolling down the road for 10 fucking years. Like, and you want me to get in it and for 135,000, you're high and pay the interest rates on a used truck. No. So I think it was only like the truck, the single cab truck, like, like yours is like 165,000. Yeah. So that was doable. So I was like, why would I pay you for something that's got no warranty? It's been on rolling down the road for that. So we eventually went with new. And then so I started going to the new market. And sorry. Um, <laughs> <All right. laughs> they like your full. Um, they, uh, so then I started shopping the new cars. And it was right after that, uh, the spicy cough. So everything was on back order. No one wanted to work. All the factories were shut down. So I literally was trying to convince maintainer. I was like, okay. So it was like a month lead or a, a year lead time on the trucks. And so I tried to convince them. I was like, well, if I buy a cabin chassis and drop it at your building and you, and can I get a, a production date? They're like, yeah, six months. And I was like, fuck, that's not going to work. Like mm. I, I have to, at this point I'm, I'm, I'm losing my shit daily at, at John Deere. Like I, I'm <laughs> fucking, I'm a second away from just burning the bitch down. Yeah. So, um, I get, a. I finally find this guy, uh, Ken, at a Texas Truck Center. Um, big shout out, Texas Truck Center. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he called, and I had called him like two weeks before, and I said, hey, this is what I'm looking for, blah, blah, blah. He goes, yeah, son, you're, you're not going to find nothing. Good luck. He calls me back two weeks later. Hey, um, California, called California. Hey, California, we got a, uh, I got six trucks out of a cat dealership out of Louisiana. They canceled their order. They just came available this morning. Two already gone. Do you want your name on one? I said, yeah, put it on yeah. there. So that I called twice a week for fucking three months, dude, twice a week. They, they literally got tired of hearing me call, but I was like, Hey, I'm still working on the banks. Like where like the banks, one bank wanted to prove me, but the interest rate were too high. And this it just kept going back and mm -hmm. forth. So luckily they hung onto the truck. So I finally got the truck pops and I, we flew out here to Texas. We picked the truck up, take it back to LA. I literally got back Saturday night at like 11 o'clock at night. 
um, set my alarm for like three in the morning. I had my buddy Angel meet me down at John Deere. We met at John Deere. I fucking unloaded everything out of my rolling toolboxes, threw everything in the trucks, and we went out and uh, I think we changed like the um, the coupler on the backside of like a a little. Um, what are the John Deere's? The little little ones, like a D four or D five. Oh, like a like a four fifty. Yeah, four fifty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Five fifty. Yeah. So they fucking back drug it. So they back drug it and uh, they ripped it apart. Hmm. So my first day, I'm like, I was so worried. I was like, I was like, fuck, how much do you think this thing weighs? Like we're up in the hills. So I'm trying to like Google how much the blade weighs on the dozer. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, I got a brand new crane. I'd hate to break this thing. But yeah, we put it to work right away. And um, it's been, uh, the business thing has been, it's been a so cool. It's been a learning experience. You know, like obviously you and I, we can, we can get in a fucking truck and go make money. Yeah. Like we can go out there and fix shit. Mm -hmm. But the part that we don't know is the accounts receivable and the accounts payable yeah. and then your parts and then your burn rate and your fuel and then your wearable parts. And then, you know, are you charging upsell on parts or, you know, all that shit, dude. Like yeah. that was the biggest kick in the dick. That That's I've what ever. scares me, man. It's, dude, I did it. You could do it, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I could, but like I, I get in my head, like, you know, I've, I've always wanted to start my own business, but then I'm like, well, what if I get a machine that I know nothing about and I'm sitting, standing out there looking like a damn fool, you know, cause I'm, I know my way around cat machines, but some of the shit I have no idea You've on a cat seen. machine, yeah. you know? Um, so it's like, you know, I'm going to take this job on a scraper and not know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, it's scary. It is. So that's why I say stay in your fucking wheelhouse. Yeah. Like you want like in the first when I first got the truck, like I was the yes man. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. If it's yellow, it fucking takes red dye. I can fix it. But <laughs> no, like I learned really, really quickly. Like, do not do that. Because mm -hmm. as I was talking to you about the um, I'm kind of like screening my customers now in the sense, like if they have off brand equipment, which is like the cheaper stuff. And I've got no, like as a business owner, I understand why they do that. But for a mechanic, for the end user, for the product support, it's, it's piss poor dude. Like, yeah. you know, that's my biggest problem is at the end of the day, you go out there to fix the shit, you're capable of fixing it, but the product support is almost makes you look incompetent of your job. So that's why I kind of like, unless you really, really need me to go out there, I'll do it. But um, it's it's a hit and miss. I mean, luckily with your uh, podcast, I've met a ton of people. Like there's guys that I talk to on a daily basis. I've never even fucking shook their hands. But, um, you know, I they just, work at the I, dealerships. I didn't even know you. I just saw somebody got your shirt. And I'm like, hey, how, how does somebody get a shirt like that? You know? <laughs> right? I'm not even wearing the motherfucker. I feel bad. I should be wearing it. No, I like you. I love you. You're cute. Black. If you put black on, I'm definitely getting on the back of that bike. We're going. We're going to lunch on the back of the bike. Oh, dude, let's do it. You got to ride. Uh, we got to ride butt to butt though. Who? Talking my language. Uh, shit. Where were we? I'm, um, all, I'm all flustered. Right, I'm just you're kidding. blushing again. Um, yeah. No. The uh, the whole uh, getting out on my own. It's it's been uh, it's been a cool learning experience. You know, I knew I knew I was going to take some bumps and bruises on the way. Um, you know, I had one dude uh, burn me over some cash. It was kind of like my mentor. Like I, like, I knew it was going to come, but it hurt more because it came from him. Mm. And then the worst part about it was like, I actually went around him and I went and talked to the customer directly. And like, they showed me all the QuickBooks invoices that had been paid. And like, he was adamant that they weren't paying them. And I was like, 
damn, like that's a big bummer. Like it hurt. Like it was like a, it was like a, I'm not gonna get emotional, but like it hurt my cortisol. You know, I was, a, I was a little bummed out, dude. It was a little, little teardrop. <laughs> I couldn't listen to country music for that day. You know, <laughs> make me cry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it was a little tearjerker. But it's cool though. I mean, I'm so thankful though. Like with your podcast, um, I've met a ton of people, and like I've got guys I could reach out to with specific engines. You know, like we yeah. all kind of complement each other well, and it's. It's fucking awesome because if I didn't have those guys and you guys all know who you are, I fucking every time someone answers my call, I mean, except you, but um, bitch, <laughs> uh, you know, I shoot them like fifty bucks, a hundred bucks. Like yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna pull up your laptop and and send me over some literature, you deserve money in my book. So that's kind of how I've always been, and and that's what helps me get through those times because. As you know, like you're you're John Deere strong, dude. You see anything other than John Deere Hitachi, mm. it's like. It's a fucking, it's like a new girl. You get nervous, you get scared, you don't know how to yeah. approach it. It's just like, oh, what do I do? Yep. But it's all the same shit. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> part of me still wants to do it, you know, but at the same time, I'm pretty comfy. So I, I, okay, comfy, explain comfy because comfy to me is telling my customer that I'm not going to be there till nine o'clock in the morning. Cause I'm going to wake up and make pancakes and eggs with the kids and take them little bastards to school. Yeah. So that's comfy to me and taking two weeks off of work and not having to ask anybody. So there are the perks, yeah, you know, definitely. But when you have to, at the end of the month, when you got to cut a fucking paycheck to your fucking healthcare or mm -hmm. like your 401k, the stuff that you don't usually do that yeah. stings. You're just like, Oh, this sucks. Yeah. But yeah, well, I just know I'm, I'm in a good spot. That's why I'm comfy, you know, with the company. Yeah. And uh, I know what the future is looking like. So do I give that? <clears throat> September will be three years. And it's like, I don't know if I want to give that up. My boss listens to this. God yeah, but you're it. coming up on your fucking five-year plan, dude. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Five years, we're done, dude. Yeah. We're gone. We need new scenery. Well, and I'm like, man, what's it going to be like when he retires? Am I going to fucking hate this place? Because he's one of the only reasons why I stay there because, you know, he's he's basically become a role model for me. And uh, I don't know. I I guess we'll see when, when, when I everything do, goes I do down. have to say, though, if you enjoy the camaraderie, if you enjoy the, the shit talking and the bullshitting with the yeah. guys and the tailgate talks, stay where you're at because, dude, uh, there's – it's fucking lonely on the road. Like oh, I, yeah. anybody who says otherwise, you're fucking lying to yourself unless you got somebody you talk to all day long, but it's, mm -hmm. you know, we're out on our own, you know, it's, it's, there's some days where I don't even see guys. I don't even see customers, you know, they're just, there's machines parked. I don't even see actual human bodies, but just out there fixing the shit. So I do miss that though. Like when I get the opportunity to go out to the old job sites or see the guy, like it's, it's always fun to bullshit. Half the time, like Joe said, you get the fucking piece of machine up and running in an hour and you spend an hour just, talking because I've created yeah. those relationships with those customers. Yeah, definitely. I got <clears throat> crews like that now, you know, where these guys, you know, they speak their own language. You know, these guys mainly speak Spanish. Or? Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I can be racist, but no. uh, you know, where these guys, some of these guys don't speak English at all, yep. but I speak enough Spanish. They speak enough English to where we can communicate. And I've become friends with a lot of these guys, especially this, this, he's a foreman. Well, Sorry, we don't have foremans. We have supers. And, uh, you know, yesterday, he, he always calls me Wero. Wero. I can't even say it right. Wero. Wero. <laughs> um, he calls me white boy, you know, and I don't take offense to it because I know, you know, that's like, what up, homie? Yeah. You know. That's it. That's a slang. That's and, That's uh, been my name. So I've become friends with a lot of these guys. And a long time ago, I would have been like, fuck this guy, you know. Mm -hmm. You don't speak English. You know, 
being uh what's the word i'm looking for uh not immature what's the word i'm looking for uh grown up naive is the word Come yeah, on. there we go. Sorry, we had to go off the air real quick so I could figure this out and but, put my face on the microphone. Gotta ask Siri real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I was pretty naive. You know, I've grown up quite a bit, I think, since moving to Texas, and my mind's just changed quite a bit. You know, I was just a punk-ass motherfucker when I moved here, and um, <clears throat> things are a lot different now. I'm, I'm a lot older. I can't believe I'm older than you. That's weird. You are? Yeah. I'm thirty, almost thirty-five. Don't, I'm old. Don't look at me right now, but you look really good for your age. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, don't look at me in the eyes. Well, it gets dog. weird. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, but you you actually hit it on the head because um, I think uh, especially in California, um, back let's say ten years ago, you go to a construction job site. You you know you walk up to. I'm sorry. I'm not racist. You walk up to the white dude that's got the fucking hard hat on or the pearl snap fucking button up. Mm-hmm. You know he's the foreman. And the other dude standing next to him, the white guy, is probably that. And all the Hispanics are, you know, the workers or the laborers. Yeah. Nowadays, it, those guys are the guys running the job sites. And you better become bilingual. You better, you, you can't have that attitude anymore, especially in California, because mm-hmm. those are guys that are running the sh- they're, they're running the shows. I've, I've been out to some of these heavy-hitting construction companies that I thought for sure would have been dominated by, you know, 10-generation fucking white boys. Yeah. Nope. They're fully Hispanic-run guys, and, and they're killing it. They're fucking crushing it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm sorry, people that were born in America ain't going to fucking work as hard as, no, as anybody no. who comes here. They, they don't. And my mom's got a green card, so by no means I'm not. You, 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 have, you have the uh, the excuse to talk some shit. Uh, yeah, no, I just, my outlook's just been a lot different past few years like especially getting to know these guys like man they're just fucking human you know they're just hard-working dudes yeah. and and they don't know a lot of times too they're like oh that guy's a fucking idiot well yeah but you know what he started off fucking pushing a broom and a shovel mm-hmm. and now he's running a loader or running an excavator yep. cutting grade so i'd give him a little bit of a fucking break he didn't go to school or he didn't have his daddy working in his daddy's construction company and running an excavator on a, mm-hmm. on a saturday or sunday growing up no he didn't he came up from the fucking bottom and worked his way up so Give the dude some respect and, and give him give him some time to do it. And that's it. That's all it's about. You know, respect. They're going to respect you no matter what if you show them respect. Hell yeah. That's anybody, though. I don't care what color skin you have or, you know, what position you have in a company or what you do. You can... <clears throat> I was going to say something, but I'm not going to because a lot of people <laughs> respect, you know, like uh, authority figures like, you know, uh, politicians or police officers or any of that i've got homies that are police officers and they shouldn't be type thing <laughs> you be like they gave you a fucking yeah, badge yeah, really? you're a fucking cop but wow no, like, how'd you I've beat got, that light detector test yeah <laughs> i've got homies that are cops but there's a lot that i don't like because i don't you know they they have the mentality that they are above the law no oh, yeah or they are the law it's like no dog your your job is to enforce the law you know, but that's not what this podcast about. So no, no. Well, but you, okay, one more last thing. It's like, yeah, do as I say, but not as I do. Right? Exactly. No, yeah. get get out of here. So, dude. No. but there's there's cool ass motherfuckers out there. Like, you know, I was flying colors one time on a motorcycle. I didn't have a motorcycle license. Got pulled over by a California Highway Patrol. And if you know anything about California Highway Patrols, is their their uh, academy is like fucking boot camp. Mm-hmm. Like they're assholes. This mm-hmm. guy was cool as shit. Like, you're speeding, you don't have a 
motorcycle license. The only reason why I'm letting you go is because you have insurance on your motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And I was doing 70 and a 55. And he's like, I shouldn't be doing this, but get yeah. to where you're going. Don't ride it after that. So I have a lot of respect for people like that. You know, he's just doing his job, obviously, like I'm going out and doing my job and turning yeah. wrenches, you know. So <clears throat> respect. That's all it is. And like right now, what kind of where the world's at, everybody seems like, like they're fucking antagonizing them. Like they're just, they just want to, to mm-hmm. poke them. Mm-hmm. And, and then they want to grab their phone and record it yeah. and make everybody, make them seem like an asshole because yeah. they're reacting to their actions. Yeah. This guy is, is threatening me and all this stuff's like, no, but yeah, you, you're just now recording. You just walked up to this guy and called him a fuck piece of shit or yeah, something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they don't ever see that side. No. So anyway, no, that's for the other podcast though. Yeah, let's get away from this. You know, let's let's talk about some what this podcast is actually for. You know, I, I don't know if you want to dive into any topics yet. Yeah, do you prefer shitting on a five gallon bucket or in a porter potty? I will take a porter potty any day. Okay, porter potty with the door closed or opened? Door closed. Well, um, depends on where I'm at. Like, dude, they they caught me. There's a there's a photo around. So we were working at the Aerojet project up in Folsom, yeah. and in Folsom is beautiful, dude. It's yeah. fucking rolling green hill. It reminds me of like kind of Texas. And if you guys don't know, listen to Johnny Cash's uh, song Folsom, yes, Folsom, Folsom Prison. That's it. That's where we're at. And uh, so it was about like five thirty in the morning. Sun was kind of coming up. And I'd take a shit and it was such a beautiful view that I opened up, I grabbed my fucking bungee cord and I opened up the door and I was shitting there by myself and fuck, I heard the fucking tires coming on the gravel road, dude. So I'm like, I'm just trying to like wipe and shit as fast as I can. And they come speeding up and here they are. And there's nothing I can do, dude. I'm sitting there, my hat, hard hat on the ground, fucking vest on, pants on around my ankles. You don't have the picture? It's just no, floating I don't have, it's just floating around. Yeah, yeah, they have it. I got to reach out to them. That, yeah, if you could, because that'd be a good shout out picture. Oh, yeah. No, they, they knew that if my service truck was parked next to a porta potty, there's it's going to be open, dude. <laughs> I don't like being in there. Like, that's fucking, that's that's the worst. People uh, talk about hot yoga. It's like, nah, bro, go find your fucking <laughs> local construction site in the summer. Go sit in that motherfucker oh for 30 God. minutes. Yeah. Dude, I was going to, I was, I was honestly going to set the cameras up and record this, but I'm like, nah, fuck it. I'm not going to drag everything up. No, I wish I would have. Cause <laughs> now everybody can see me fucking hunched over, fucking snorting, <laughs> laughing at this shit. <laughs> yeah, no, we've, uh, there's always a good one. Dude, one, no, the fucking one that takes the cake, I think. Um, this dude, Paul, over at the dealership, I, I'm not going to say what dealership, but over the dealership, he called, he, uh, he gets to the shop and he goes, dude, you wouldn't believe what I did today. I was like, what's up? Because the other day I was at a school district and I was uh, having to work and I had to piss. So I had a fucking gallon jug of cool guard. Is it cool guard? John Deere cool guard. Yeah. Yeah. Cool guard. So he, uh, so he was pissing in the jug and um, he put the jug back in his compartment and carries on with his day. And the next day he goes out and goes to a machine that's low on coolant. He fucking poured the coolant pistol <laughs> in the fucking machine. So there's some fucking machine running around in Southern California smelling like bacon grease and fucking Coca-Cola, dude. Just <laughs> when it eats up. That's great. I actually, uh, I had to do that recently because we're building or doing the utility utilities at a church, a new church that they're building. So of course it's not in session or anything, but Dude, I had a piss so bad, but there's no porta potty around, so I'm like, "Sorry, right. yeah, no, you're good." I'm sure nobody <laughs> will know what that is. But, um, no, nothing around, so I'm like, "Fuck!" So I had this little bucket for uh, trencher teeth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Fuck it!" So pop my doors open, just take a piss right there in this bucket, and then throw it in the grass. Yeah. And I got a water tank on my truck, rinsed it out, threw it in the grass. <laughs> oh yeah. 
There's things that you got to do. That's the that's one thing you don't think about being in a field truck. But shit, the other day my wife went to Costco and she decided to come home with the uh, the Hostess um, powder donuts and chocolate mm-hmm. donuts and mm-hmm. shit, like the Costco size though, right? Mm-hmm. So I got home. I had been grinding hard, dude. So when I grind hard, when I get home, I I just fucking like I just grub like all night long, just sleep and eat, wake up. Well, somehow I ate about two dozen powdered donuts. <laughs> so I go out to the job the next morning and I take a shit. And when I go wipe my ass, you know, I looked at toilet paper. It was fucking white, dude. It was like, it was, I was like, oh shit, we got to go to the hospital, man. There's something fucking wrong. And then it all dawned on me that I had a bunch of powdered donuts the night before. So it was a false alarm. So that's funny you say that you come home and just eat like fucking pig. I lose my appetite when I grind hard like that. Like if I have a long day, I just have no appetite when I come home. Oh, see, I'm kind of like the opposite. I fast all day. So mm-hmm. I don't eat all day. I run on caffeine and nicotine all day long. And then when I get home, about, you know, anywhere from 8 eight to midnight, I just grub down and keep grubbing and then get back after it the next day. Yeah, I kind of I have a hard time with that. I, I got to eat throughout the day, so I can't really fast, quote unquote. But Shit, if I, I have eat, a sh- I'm fucking sleeping, dude. I have a shitty fucking appetite, which you actually... On your questionnaire, gas station food, you know, pack of lunch or fast food type shit. What's easiest on the road? If you don't pack your... It's going to be gas station. It's going to be gas gas station because anybody, any field truck guy knows you ain't pulling that fucking truck through a drive-thru. So it's whatever's open at the time, whatever looks good, whatever's not too busy, and a a decent parking lot where you don't fucking take up three or four stalls and piss everybody off at the same time. Yeah, I got I get pretty lucky with my truck. I can make it through a drive through most of the time. You are fucking kidding me. Are you Swear. serious? Swear. Well, you're in Texas though too. It's a little different. Yeah. California things are fucking tight. <laughs> she said. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <clears throat> I never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the next topic. Um I don't even remember what we were actually talking about when the subject came up. Uh, I think it was kind of the scariness of being in the business and you got asked to leave. You want to talk about that? Yeah, there was a, there was a local dealership, um, red and, uh, red and yellow equipment. Um, and they've got a B on the door (laughs) 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 in Southern California. And, uh, my customer had a uh, machine that caught on fire and, uh, he bought an identical sister machine, um, to it, but the new machine didn't have a thumb or the, uh, valve for the uh, uh the thumb uh, so i hit him up and i said hey I, I got this machine here's the serial number this and that and uh i called parts and they're like oh we got to transfer you to service so i get transferred to service i give the whole spiel again what i'm trying to do and then they send me back over to parts and i'm like listen dude like you guys aren't really catching what i'm putting down like i just need the kit mm-hmm. oh well, we can't do that i said what do you mean you can't do that like oh well we have to send our technician out there. I said, my ass, you have to send your technician out there. You, I, here's the VIN number for that machine. Here's the VIN number for this machine. I just need this. Dude, it, it got to the point where it was like two weeks being strung out. I'm waiting for phone calls and emails. So I finally go down there. And uh, I started the conversation on, I apologize if I offend anybody with what I'm going to say. And that was when the uh, service manager's ears perked up and he came out of his office and he heard what I had to say. And he goes, well, we don't do things like that. I was like, well, then honestly, my exact words was if someone gives me a fucking link belt, I will never use it only because you got no product support out here. And I just dropped the name. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, that's fine. (laughs) But I was pissed. I was so mad. It made me look like a, like it made me look like an idiot in front of my customer. But then come to find out the customer 
he said that he had the same experience with them. So, so that's why he called me. So earlier, we talked about this obviously before recording people. Uh, you said that you lost a customer over this. Did you mean you, you lost? Uh, yeah, he, we, we, I like, he stopped calling, stopped utilizing me because it just kind of made it look like I was incompetent in my job. I kept calling the dealership and I kept telling him, he was, he kept, he, he kept at waiting, seeking answers from me, and mm-hmm. I was waiting for answers from the dealership. Yeah. And I finally just got to the point where I went down there to bat for my customer, and I got asked to leave the dealership mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was a little too aggressive or maybe telling them how it should be done over there and yeah. maybe how they don't do it. Listen, motherfucker, I've done this before. I know how it's supposed to be. Well, yeah, don't – just – the – the main problem with being an independent guy is these guys are fucking holding their information hostage and they yeah. know they can and mm-hmm. they handcuff us and it's, 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 it's sucks. It's, it's frustrating. But at the end of the day though, too, I don't even like working on those machines. So we're cool. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not win, losing win. sleep over it. Yeah, win, yeah. lose, win, win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I understand completely. So I guess so, like, man, I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this. Because you, you, you kind of want to know, like, why dealerships have a hard time retaining, like, mechanics or technicians, whatever. I've noticed a lot lately there's more and more and more guys buying trucks and going out on their own. Why is it so hard for them to retain these technicians? You know, why is it so hard to defer them? I could tell you why, I think, maybe. But also, with the way things are going, how screwed are these guys that are just now jumping into trucks and maybe not having work? Um, the work's going to be there. The work's, the work's there, that's for sure. Um, I think, in my opinion... Um, uh, there's no incentive for the, for, for a guy, you know, like, okay, yeah, well, I'll get John Deere training. Well, I met some guys at the dealership that have been there for three fucking years and never had, they just had their, what is it? The electrical mm-hmm. hydraulics, like the fundamental the, stuff, the core classes. Yeah. yeah. The, and then the service advisor class, like yeah. that's all they had capstone and the rest of them. They're like, no, we're not, I just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then the worst part about it is that you've got the private companies fucking pitching you know the going rate in california right now is like 32 dollars an hour up to like maybe at the deer dealership the highest i heard i haven't really verified the check but it was like 52 bucks an hour Mm. so you know these independent guys they're starting at 40s you know with nobody just with a set of tools so you know any guy at a dealership is going to jump in a heartbeat for more money somewhere else. It's any young kid is going to do that, but yeah. the young kids have to understand what they're gaining. It's a long-term experience. It's being in the end that environment. It's having those resources like fucking, um, the theory of operation, like dude, that is, that is critical to diagnostic work. And mm-hmm. you know, until you understand all that, I mean, I wouldn't recommend anybody going out on their own unless they're a discipline and they're very responsible because you could fuck off and, and, and oh, well, I'll push him till tomorrow and then, yeah. or I'll, I'll go later or whatever, or, or I'm like, I'll call him back later. No, it's, there's a lot that comes in with that. But with the dealerships, I think um, the whole warranty work thing is a crock of shit, I think. And, you know, now, now you got a young kid who's eager to learn and wants to learn, but he doesn't have the capstone training, so he can't touch that, those equipment. Yeah. He can't play with that shit. Yeah, that's a that's a tough thing about working at a dealer, you know, because there's a lot of warranty work, but they also, uh, mm, mm. 
<laughs> I'm just friends with a lot of people that work at yeah, yeah. Be careful. Know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to be careful. Uh, but they know the truth though too. At the end of the day, yeah, and you know, like, let's just you know, for instance, I go to the, I go to my old dealership a lot to pick up parts and look in the shop and. Oh, you worked at a dealership here before yeah. you got. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, All I right. came here oh, and worked shit. at the deer dealer, you know, um, for a few years, and just in the three years I've been gone, I mean, I recognize two faces in the shop. Maybe there's such a high turnover rate. And I don't know if that's because they're realizing, well, this ain't the place for me, or if that's the dealership, like, you're not a right fit for this, you need to go. You know, how many of these guys are actually quitting in, like, realizing, like, this is, like, fucking a boot camp here? Well, know? I think I think I put a lot of, pre- like, a lot of people right now are putting pressure on the youth. They're like, oh, the youth, the yeah. next generation, you we're fucked. Learn. Well, no, but in my instances. I didn't have any, I don't even have a fucking high school diploma. Yeah. I just got trained by a guy that knew what he was doing. So I think if you were to get a young kid in the shop, have him shadowing a, an older guy. So now he's getting familiarized with the repairs. And then when you send him to the capstone, he's like, oh yeah, I remember doing this with fucking, yeah. with Josh the other day. You know, I've, I've done this before. So it's, it's. But they don't want to waste that money on training like that. Yeah. As far as like, hey, we're going to stick you with this guy. Like even, even the position position i'm in i'm like trying to tell my boss like maybe we should hire a guy that has some common sense you know might not have all the the you know the knowledge of these machines but like knows how to change oil and shit on his car he's looking at it from the expense you know like you know if he wants to hop in the truck with me for the day we'll go out and i'll show him the ropes you know he's he's like man that's gonna cost a lot of money you know that's probably not a good idea so how many of these dealerships were like, yeah, we're not going to team them up with somebody because that's that's double the wage on this job. I don't know where I'm getting at. No, no, you're 100% correct. And, I, and I'm going to follow up with that because when I got to the dealership, there were, um, we had the foreman and we had another older guy, Dan. And um, when you look at these guys, dude, they just look beat. Like mm-hmm. when, like to be a 21-year-old kid, ambitious, full of fucking piss and vinegar, yeah. and you go and you look at the master tech in the shop and he's fucking hobbling around and like his elbows jacked up and his back's jacked up and he just looked like, just like life is just fucking kicked yeah. the shit out of this dude. Like as a young kid, you're like, dude, I don't want to fucking, that's what this is going to do to me? <laughs> Fuck that, I'm out. Like I want off this fucking bus. So I think... I, People are putting pressure on the on the young and the youth. I'm putting pressure on the older ones, dude. Because if it wasn't for a dude to teach me what I learned, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Yeah. You know. And then, but you, how did you come up? Did you were you like a like a like a wrencher and fucking fiddler as a kid and went to school and all that? Yeah, I knew the basics. You know, because my dad, you know, changing brakes, oil, you know, power steering pump here and there. But I got lucky just out of high school going and working for the guy I did because he had so many years experience and he had his own shop. He's like, come on. Yeah. Took me under his wing and taught me everything, but there was still a lot that I didn't know. You know, there's still shit that I don't know. Right. But like this guy fucking, you know, he and drilled then, it. And then he that's, taught a, me. and that's too, like with the older guys who are, who are kind of like looking at their last five years, like they've got the finish line in sight. Mm-hmm. Those guys don't want to fucking talk to a young kid who, who's a, yeah, I know it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know it. Like, yeah, well yeah. then why the fuck did you ask me exactly. that question? You exactly. know? So I'm kind of pushing on everybody in a sense, like we all have to lean on each other to, to get it because in a sense too, 
you know, those older guys in the shop, they know a lot of valuable information on those mm-hmm. older machines. And we can complement each other because the younger guys are very tech savvy yeah. and they understand these communication wires and all that fun stuff. And these sensors more than the older guys do. Cause the older guys are like, Hey, you got to go to capstone training. He's like, fucking cool. Yeah. There's my two week notice. I'm done. You know? <laughs> That's how it goes. So it's, it's, it's a hit and miss, but I think the dealerships really have to get a little more competitive. They've got to come up with like a matrix system where, you know, these guys, they, they do specific jobs and they start to climb up They're They're like an apprentice one, two, three, you know what I mean? Like, or like, there's like a tier for them. There's an incentive, but with not, I mean, depending on how much ass you can kiss and dick you can suck. I mean, depend that depends on how fast you grow in the company, I guess. Yeah. I think they need to get away from there mentality too that they have of you know if you're in a shop i i I, i'm speaking this based off of where i work because in the california dealership that i worked at was an ag dealer and i mean yeah you get in trouble if you're sitting there bullshitting with somebody but if you're actually asking somebody for help and they're helping you and you know you're going back and forth they didn't mind that shit but here it seemed like you're costing them money you know and you can't be doing that shit because I've told the story on here before, you know, I got in an argument with a guy because I was asking, I was a field tech there, asking one of the shop techs a question because he worked on the machine, it was out in the field, broke down now. And one of the fucking, he's no longer there, but one of the, the guys that ran the shop came out and was like, why are you talking to my tech? You know, you need to get the fuck out of here, basically. I'm like, bro, we can swing right now, you know. You know, I had a few few ins and outs with this guy a couple of times and... um it was just the politics and stuff that I had to get away from shit like mm-hmm. that. You know, you're not allowed to talk to my technicians. They're working. You know, like, oh, there you, was dude. the divide. Yeah. So I did notice the, like the field guys and the shop guys, yeah. like, and then they had two different, uh, like service managers too. So you had the field service manager and then you had the shop service manager. So it's kind of like, like they don't play nice together. It wasn't even that like, yeah, but that was a big thing too. You know, like the divide between the shop and, but it was like, if you're in the shop, you're not allowed to talk to each other, man. It's, it was literally like being in prison. You know, like people talked and stuff. Don't get me wrong, but it was like, if you got caught. Yeah. You're in trouble. Yeah. Like you knew better. Yeah. yeah and waste, I, you're wasting money. Was it union or no? No, no. Union. Union. See, I noticed that up at, um, uh, at the deer dealerships in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, those guys, um, I met a dude out there and yeah, they, they, they don't play like that. Like mm-hmm. there's, you, it was over in Newark, the dealership over in Newark and mm-hmm. they did not play at all. Like I remember just talking to a guy one time and the service manager was like, Hey, what are you doing? Talking to him. Yeah. I was like, Hey, this dude, Josh was the dude that worked on our skid steers. He's supposedly your skid steer guy. Yeah. Like I need to ask him a question because someone rebuilt this fucking pump or rebuilt this engine and he didn't time it right. So when we picked up the skid steer, it was working perfectly fine without a bucket on there. And then the moment I put the bucket attachment on there, the motherfucker just fell flat on his face. Jesus. So, but it was a simple question I had to ask him. And he was like, Hey dude, you can't come in here. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? What do you mean? And then luckily I ended up becoming, yeah, but that's just, it's how it goes, dude. That's, mm-hmm. and that to me, it seems like a power struggle, but, and I think it's because they, they hold that key. You know what I mean? They hold that, they hold, they hold it hostage. The dealerships do. Just makes it, makes it miserable to work for a place like that though. Um, I don't know. Well, we can we can get away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fuck. If you're not happy with where you work, get the fuck out of yeah, there, dude. There's no point. And in that's it. where it, it ultimately got to. You know, it, even being a field guy, you know, it, it was constantly. Well, this is new. We got to do this. You know, this. You, you got to do all this stuff being in a field truck. Whether you know the even just the warranty write ups got to be bullshit, mm-hmm. and they're still doing it that way. But 
just like, man, I got to get away from this shit. And like, like I said before, my ultimate goal was to go out on my own. So I went to work for this company, got, f- yeah, they fucking lied. They're based out of Southern California, by the way. Um, Stop it. Yeah. They're here. They got a huge, huge thing, bunch of scrapers and stuff. And I was like, fuck yeah, from California, I'm going to go work for these guys. Had a good relationship with them because they were a customer. Yeah, this is going to work out good. I knew the day I fucking started, it was a mistake. It's over. I worked there two weeks, man. I was gone. I went to work for the Komatsu dealer here. And that that was that was an okay job. I didn't mind that. I didn't like working on Komatsus. But, I mean, I wasn't unhappy. But I was lucky enough to get a call from my boss. Like, let's go. That's so dope. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, um, I guess I, I kind of had the same intention. Like, I left the company going to the dealership thinking I'm going to get all these certifications and go out on my own mm-hmm. and be able to advertise that mm-hmm. I'm this fucking glorified mechanic but ultimately like yeah the capstones are great but i think you gain more experience by being out in the field yeah you're gonna you're gonna gonna tell me that this guy is certified and he's in a a mechanic because you unplugged a fucking sensor yeah no why don't you let that machine run down the road for five thousand miles and somewhere on that wiring harness that's a little wear through now have that motherfucker figure that out that's that's the shit you need to see well, and the thing I like about being in the field is you got to use your fucking head, like a little bit. Yeah. If you've got an issue, you got to figure it out. Like if you got to figure out how to pull this thing apart, like man, how am I going to do this? If you're in the shop, yeah, you know it's it's a little easier. But you're out in the field, you're limited to the tools that they have in the shop. Um, you know, I've worked with a lot of guys that are like they overthink it hardcore and like, oh, I can do it this way. And it's like why why do all this work when we can just do it this way real quick and bam, it's done. You know, they got to take, oh, I've got all these tools on my truck. I can utilize no. them. It's like, no, bro, you just. The, the good mechanics I know, and I'm sorry if I offend you or anybody, they're <laughs> the most laziest motherfuckers in the world because we, yeah. we're going to try to do it as quick as possible yeah. without having to take all that off, without having to take the fucking cab off. If I can weasel my way under there and change mm-hmm. that line, I'm going to do Or if I got to go take my son there <laughs> to do it, I'll yeah. do it. But that's just how it goes. So. Yeah, the the feel, and then too being in the shop, like you actually know, like you could ask somebody. Like there's somebody there that like yeah. has seen has this done it. or uh, like knows, you know. So yeah, it is what it is. But the dealerships, I have a really good personal relationship with all of them, but I would never go back. Oh yeah, uh, I, if I had to, I would. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If it was a fallback, yeah, yeah, definitely. If I'm allowed, last I heard, I wasn't allowed. <laughs> I I was asked last week or two weeks ago, would you come back? And I gave him a pretty high offer. And my exact words was, you cannot tell me what I can and can't do after yeah. hours. You cannot, I will not sign a contract for moonlighting. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, dude, I'll fucking put a guy in my truck right now. Let him run the, let him run the rig and I'll go back and work for you hourly. Which I don't mind. smart. <laughs> yeah, it's two sources of income, yeah. buddy. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one thing I tell them because I talk to a lot of the guys. It's like, you, you couldn't afford me to come back at this point. Like, yeah, I'm m- missing out on the bonuses you guys gave, but I'm making that back in other situations. But yeah, uh, you couldn't afford me. Yeah. Um, and that's being, it's not being cocky or confident. It's just being realistic. Yeah. No, it, it's, you know, I, lo- I, I, I lost a lot leaving, but I also gained it back in other ways, you know, service truck or uh, allowances or anything like that. Or, you know, a, a big thing for me. And I, when we interview guys, yeah, I'm missing out on a lot of the overtime, but somehow I make more money mm-hmm. 
working less hours. Um, well, you're skilled now. You're getting like paid for like exactly what you're doing, and yeah, know, I'm getting paid. Yeah, that's the for thing. what your 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 level. And, you know, <laughs> and we interview these guys. It's like, look, we're a smaller company. We're all, yes, we're big, but we're not as big as these dealerships or this big construction company. It's like we don't have to work 70, 80 hours a week. We have to work at the most 50, 55. It's like most of the, a lot of times I'm working 45, 47 hours a week and that's fine with me. I've done my time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this guy comes in for an interview. It's like, Hey, this is, this is all we do. We don't have to work Saturdays. Handful of times I've had to work Saturdays and they don't accept the job because they're not getting all that overtime. It's like, bro, stop banking your life on overtime. The guys, that's one of the biggest mistakes when I worked at construction companies. They, uh, they get put on like a P wage job mm-hmm. and they fucking go buy a brand new truck and a yeah. fifth wheel and this and that. And they just bite off like 200 grand worth of debt and the fucking project's over in a year. Yeah. Like how much are you really going to make? Like, yeah, I know you're making 70 bucks an hour, but that's only going to go so far. And the first three months of California, we had rain. So, you know, yeah. like, yeah, guys do yeah. that and they get, way above their head, I guess you'd yeah. say. You got to base your life off of 40, you know, 40 hours a week, build your life and all the extra money that you can take advantage of. Yeah. But you base your mortgage or rent, your car payment, everything off of 40 hours a week. And all that extra money is just play money or whatever. Stop basing that. I hate that shit, man. It yeah. bugs the crap out of me. Oh, I remember my first 40 hours a week, you know, like, okay, you're cool. I don't care. Yeah. You know what? A lot of people like doing it. No, I don't like doing it anymore. The overtime? Uh, yeah, well, I'll work overtime if I have to, but yeah. I take advantage of this shit now. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. I, I love being home and having extra time because, dude, I got killed at the dealership, yeah. you know, especially running running West Texas all the time. and Yeah, I got killed, so I, It'll take, burn you out. I take advantage of it. And uh, it's it's definitely, I'm a lot happier. I'm a lot fatter now, obviously. Wrong That's with that. my wife's fault, though. <laughs> Where's the sticker? I just saw it. Uh, oh, the dad bod. Oh, the dad yeah. bod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the motto around this bitch this year. But, dad uh, bodding it up. So I guess we'll, we'll get away from the drama. Yeah, shit. Um, the drama. It's, it's never going to stop. It's, it's always going to be a revolving <laughs> door, and we're always hear people cry. About and it. you know what? I'm sure we're hitting on stuff that's good. I'm sure we're missing stuff that's we need to talk about. But I can't come up with it off the top of my head. Right. Um, you know, you've got questions in here. You know, why? I don't know if this is based, you know, towards me or if you want me to ask you, but you know, why did you choose to work in this industry type thing? Is that for me or you? I guess, uh, kind of for like both of us. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Why, why did you work? Why, why did you choose to, why not say automotive or go fucking locomotive or trucks? Yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, actually, in high school, I wanted to work in construction, work on construction equipment, but I didn't want to go to college because I thought you had to go to college for diesel mechanic, quote right. unquote. And so, like, the only college that was available was the CAT program at the Delta College in Stockton. And uh, I was like, fuck that. I hate school, you know, and I thought that's where I had to go. So I went the automotive route because I knew I could do the apprenticeship and stuff like that. So if I could go back and do it again, probably go try to be a mechanic on heavy equipment but why did i choose it i mean that's all i knew and you know they always told me because i hated school i got my diploma but i hated school and everything that everybody told me is i would have to go to school for something or yeah. you know do something like that 
I don't know what else I would do, though. Like, I wanted to be an electrician, but that really didn't work out for me. So this is what I chose, and somehow I landed in construction, which, fuck, I love it. I will never go back to ag. Right. Um, unless I had to. You know, I always say that. I'll never do this again, well, but, but you always unless got like I had a, to. Like an ace in the hole kind of thing. Yeah. You know? like, that's the way it's I a niche, it. man. Like, yeah. it's there. I, that's all I know. And the money's so good now, I can't get out of it. Yeah. The farming industry is kind of tough, my, my oh, understanding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's and then like an independent guy, like fuck, you could get bent over real quick. Oh yeah, especially yeah. you know because these ag machines, man, there's a lot of technology on them. You know, you you go work on a, a John Deere combine, there's like 32 controllers. You where you're going to work on an 850k, and there's five, four. five, seven yeah. at the most. Yeah. You know, um, you can get your ass handed to you. Hardcore. I've, when I heard you and uh, that guy ZK talk uh, about it, I started looking on it and like doing my homework. I was like, oh no, <laughs> that's a whole nother beast. Like, and I'm not scared, but that's just a whole nother fucking world, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's similar, but a lot different in a sense. It sounds like, you know, you're kind of in the same shoes I was, you know, getting into it. Like, cause fuck, you know, this, this opportunity's here. I'm going to take it. Yeah. Is that why? Uh, yeah, that's exactly why I had no future. Anybody that knew me, um, probably thought I'd be dead or in prison by, you know, 21, 22 years old. So the opportunity that I got was a blessing in disguise. Um, like I said, I never finished high school, so I really didn't have the option and I got into it and truthfully, dude, I fucking like it. Like I, yeah, like yeah. it's not a job. It was like, Oh, I got to go to work. I'm like, nah, tomorrow I just got to go do what I got to do. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, I enjoy waking up and, and, and getting out there and, and busting my knuckles and, and working hard and then figuring it out because it's like every time you think you've seen it all or heard it all, you roll up to a new job and you fucking, you get your ass kicked. Yeah. And that's the best part. So how often are you actually seeing, like, stuff? Like, obviously you cut your teeth in, in uh, drill. You uh, in over the drill. road trucks. Yeah, and, oh, and in drilling. Yeah, Drilling and then John Deere. How often are you coming across stuff that like, fuck, I can't figure this out. I'm going to have to, you're going to have to call the dealer type stuff. Um, actually I I've gotten really lucky, um, because of your podcast. There's so many people I can reach out to like of trying to avoid the dealership. You know, I can reach out to a tech. Hey dude, have you seen this problem or have you seen, Oh yeah, yeah. Go check this or check that. Or, or you're on the right path if this doesn't work out. But I mean, yeah, I, I kind of, kind of got into the crushing world, the crushing Mm -hmm. aggregate stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm getting really into that. Um, And that's new to me. So I've got a really cool dude, uh, Jason out of California. He's like a fucking, he's the man when it comes to it. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of mentioned it to him that, Hey, I'm interested in it. And he's kind of pulled me onto some jobs and showing me how all these cone crushers and how all these, uh, all these deals get put together. Because in my opinion, there's a fucking major, major uh, market for that right now. So are you saying that, starting this podcast was a good idea. It was a fucking great idea. <laughs> I mean, dude, we would have never met. And there's guys that I've talked to that like hit me up and it seems like they've been inspired by like, not only me, but other guys mm-hmm. through this network and are starting their own business. Like there's a bunch of kids out in like Northern California area yeah. and like running around those Silverados and shit like that, dude, like welders trucks, like mm-hmm. just fucking getting it. And I'd like, I love to see it. Like there's there's guys that I, I talk to on a daily basis. My wife was like, who was that? I was like, I don't know, some dude. I've never even met him, but he hit me up on Instagram and fuck it, we bounce ideas yeah. on each other all the time. We're, we're homies and we never even met. That's never how. Even, like today, I shook your hand for the first time and fucking yeah. I feel like I know you, but yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's so, that's one thing, dude. I want to keep growing this podcast and like, I love doing this podcast. It's a pain in the ass, but um, 
it seems like it's I do really well on my monthly listens and stuff like that, but it, it has just come to a halt social media wise. And I don't know if that's because I'm not as active on it, but like it's just really steadied out. Mm-hmm. And I want to know how if anybody's got any, you know, input like hey, let's let's you should try this or do this, or like how do we grow this thing to reach more people? I think uh, I think going and snooping and uh, finding guys that that work on particular shit like that dude Ben that the gasoline generator oh, yeah, guy yeah. that was fascinating yeah. to me because I was like no fucking way would they have a generator in my own mind I was like why would you make a generator out of gas that big like that's yeah. just stupid <laughs> but I didn't know it exists and yeah. like the same thing with the crushing stuff I never knew the crushing stuff was such a big world until I met guys like that so I guess I mean just reaching out to them because the only way. I can find to grow something social media wise is paying money for advertisement. And I don't want to do that. I want this thing to grow naturally because I can name one person that's done that and he's huge now. And well, I don't like him. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes and no. So I think um, like sending guys out, like how much like a little hard hat sticker means to somebody, dude, mm-hmm. it just means the world. Like just like a mailer list, reaching yeah. out to these guys, giving them shout outs, you know, you make them feel special. Yeah. At the end of the day, a lot of people, I hate to say this, I might get crucified for this, but a lot of people are just like seeking justify or like they're seeking. Uh, what am I looking for? I know what you're. I know what you're getting at. Like, like, like they're just doing it for the attention, like the clout. Like yeah. they're like they're just doing this because of that. Like it's it's not their true intention. You know what I mean on on it. But uh, there's a lot of people out there that that just want to do it for the content. They're not yeah. doing it because they love to do it. You love what you do. Yeah. I love what I do. And I just want to share it out there. And sometimes people hit me up like, Hey, how can we not post anything? I'm like, well, I don't know. Like yesterday, fucking someone was talking shit because I fucking, all I do is emission stuff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like our Joe, yeah. it was, I think it was Joe. Yeah. Oh, here I am. Like Josh Davey, old emissions, but I get it. Um, and it's, it's going to grow, dude. I mean, you just, the two things too is, um, is I think pushing on the older dudes, bro. Like pushing on the older guys, pushing yeah. on the dudes that you looked up to. Like get those old timers in here, hear them talk about their stories about the way that things used to be. You know, nowadays I look at it, the machinery, like when a component goes bad, it's just replaced entirely. Back then in the early 2000s, late 90s, it was repurposed or rebuilt and mm-hmm. reused. You mm-hmm. know, nowadays it's not like that. So, no. I mean, no, no, you can, you can do a lot. I mean, we can, we can. We can go out and you know start a fucking protest down the main boulevard and get some attention that way. I don't know if it's positive or negative, but we can bring some people here. We don't want to cause no problems. We just want you to listen to the podcast. Yes, that is it. <laughs> if you're gay, we like you. No, yeah. Just <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, you cut that out. <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, I guess. Uh, what's your What's your plan with the company? The plan with the company right now, as you saw yesterday, I'm looking for another truck, looking for another guy. Um, But over, I guess you could say over at Davies, it's a little bit different. You know, I don't, we don't just work on over the road trucks. We don't just work on construction equipment. We work on powertrains. We work on, you know, generators. We do all that stuff. So I need someone who's well-rounded. Um, and that's my problem that I'm running into is finding somebody, finding somebody who's well-rounded has probably got the idea or is smart enough to go do their own fucking thing on their own. I feel like that's everywhere, not just you. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at Joe. Yeah. You know, he's, he's been trying and finally seems like he's got a decent crew, but I mean, it's everywhere. We're trying to find a guy and it's either they, we don't have enough hours or, you know, 
they have too much experience for us. That's their opinion. Whatever. No, I, I'm, and I'm actually looking for somebody with experience. I, I'm willing to pay, you know, 50 bucks an hour, 55 bucks an hour, very well pay. Um, if you're qualified for it, but you have to be, you have to handle your own. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't be calling me for play by plays. Like yeah. you, you gotta be resourceful. It's not like, Hey dude, uh, the parts house is closed. Okay. Well, fucking, what do you want me to do? Like, or the other day or whatever. Uh, I send the guys out. He fucking calls me. Um, I sent him out and uh, he'd do a service on a Volvo, Castro's neighbor. He had to do a service oh, on yeah, Castro's yeah. neighbor. So um, uh, he calls me at like 1130 at night. Josh, I'm like, what's up, buddy? He goes, hey, dude, uh, these filters aren't coming off. What the fuck you mean they're not coming off? He goes, dude, I destroyed the filters. He sent me pictures. All the filters were a complete fucking disarray. Like, like they're fucking welded like, on. Yeah, like Godzilla fucking just fucking <laughs> peeled them apart. So I was like, fuck. So and at the end of the day, I told him, like, dude, like, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm in Lake Havasu right now. I'm with my family on vacation. Yeah. You're calling me. There's nothing I can do. Those filters have to come off and on. Like, make it happen. Call me later. Figure it out. Like, I don't know what to say. So I got to... Finding those guys is um, is the hard part because anybody who's capable of it, they're, they're doing it on their own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't need you. No. They can go out and make the money. And then if you train them and you bring them up and they kind of see the life you're living and the money you're making, then they get the bright idea to do it on their own. Yeah. So... I'm I'm looking for a truck, and I think um, I think now the way the the way I kind of predicting everything to go, um, I think I'm gonna put a guy in a smaller truck, but just handle over the road truck stuff. So um, something that doesn't really need a crane necessarily. Um, a smaller crane like yours, but yeah. like just a radiator or hey, like a. It's rear not end. about the size, goddammit. it! Come it's on. how you use it. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's I mean that's just that's basically where I'm at. I. I I'm ready to, if I find the right guy, if he hits me up next week, I'll fucking put him in my truck right now. I know no questions asked, but it's just finding the guy. So yeah, yeah, do I want my business to grow like Cadley? I listen, I listen to his podcast day on the way over here just because it's a fucking inspiration, dude. Like that dude is killing it. And like, I love to hear that. And the Alex guy, like that's awesome. So yeah, I want my business to grow like that, but also to fucking the market in Southern California is heavily heavily saturated with independent guys dude mm-hmm. and i'm competing with dudes working out of old fucking u-haul trucks yeah. with no fucking logo on it and like i watched a guy the other day when he's day, he goes oh what's your hour of the rate i was like oh, it's 175 he goes oh well, that guy says he's 100 and i turned and he had literally grabbed a five gallon bucket of fucking wrenches open end wrenches and poured them on the ground and i looked i was like well you could fucking pay a hundred dollars an hour for that guy. Like yeah. that's what that's that's what I'm dealing with. All right, cool. And I'm not I'm not knocking them. It's just hard, dude. Like, you know, it's you know, you're I want the business to grow, but there's just so many people out there right now doing it. And everybody wants all this money and everybody claims that they're this and they're that. And you know, you're, you're doing the interview process. You hear these guys coming in here and they fucking look great on paper. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey dude. And you just, you just have to throw some simple questions out there. Like, Hey, what would you do on this? Or what if you saw this, what would you do? And you know, immediately the way he answers that question, whether he's the right dude or he's not. Well, I guess you could put it like I, I interviewed with the cat dealer here, uh, with where my wife, wife works. No, this <laughs> really? is way before oh, okay. when I worked at the deer dealer and I wanted to go work for them. And the, the, the service manager at the time interviewed me and he said, okay, uh, here's, here's a couple questions for you. He's like, if you're looking at an AC on a machine, what are you looking for? You know, if it has a problem, I'm like, well, that's kind of an open-ended question, man. Yeah. I said, um, are, is it 
you know, is it not blowing cold? Yeah, give me some symptoms. Yeah, yeah. so let's get let's go with some symptoms and all this stuff. And he's like, well, what are your pressures supposed to be? I said, well, what's the temperature outside? <laughs> like that, you know? And he was like, all right, you know, you yeah. know your shit. And I said, I don't want the job. Yeah. Because obviously you don't even know what you're fucking talking Thank about. Thank you. Like how, okay, so that dude that was that fucking regional guy over there at John Deere, mm-hmm. I asked him one day, because he was like, one day I was swinging a motor in a Gramaco fucking machine on like a, I think it was like a 40, 45, or 60, 68, I think mm-hmm. 60, 68. So I'm swinging it back up in there, and I'm trying to line this motherfucker up with the motor mounts, and I'm trying to get the spine to go into the pumps. Yeah. Dude, this dude hops up there and fucking starts cranking on the fucking front crank to get it to move. So he's, so to me, he seems like competent, yeah. you know? I'm like, oh, fuck, this dude is, he's in his nice little fucking loafers and his pretty little jeans and his nice little office outfit up here on this machine. So I was like, all right, cool. I asked him, I was like, hey, so where'd you come from? Toyota dealership. And I was like, oh, the moment he said the Toyota dealership, I was like, yeah, dude, you, I, I, I can't even listen to what you have to say. Like it's, <laughs> we're, we're talking two different fucking languages. Yeah. Like you're going to sit here and try to compare Toyota to John Deere. You're fucking high. Well, at least he knew that, oh, you got to turn the engine to try to get the spline. You know, I can give him that. But no, I yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah. So I just, it's one of those things. I'm not going to, if I don't like you or admire you, I'm definitely not going to ask you any questions or, or listen to what you have to say. I'll hear you, but I can take it. Yeah. You know, that's how it goes. Damn, man. This is, I love this podcast episode. It's been good. You got that finger next to that record button. Oh, no. I'm just, I like off. touching this little thing. It, you know, it's something you can touch <laughs> if you want. <laughs> uh, Sorry. So let's talk about something that we don't actually talk about too much on this podcast. I, I feel like we have a few times, but let's brush up on it. Um, let's talk about significant others in this industry. Uh, we We owe a lot to our... Let's just, you know, we're, we're obviously men. We're married to women. Uh, no offense if you're a man and married to a man or you know, if you're a woman. There's a lot of females in this industry. Anyway, our significant others that support us in this. Uh, you wanted to say something. Yeah, about, no, uh, I, I, uh, I owe it all to yeah. them, you know, because it's at the end of the day, they are our support system. They're our, uh, our happiness. Like when we get home, yes. they don't. Not a lot of people really realize, like, you know, as a mechanic, you wake up every day and you inevitably inherit someone else's fucking problems and someone yeah. else's headache and you get paid to do it. So when you get done there, I mean, it's a it's a little bit of gratification. But when you get home and you get to tell your wife about your day um, and you see the kids, it's just that's that. And they put up with all the shit and they don't get enough credit because... I do talk a lot of shit like, oh, I'd be a fucking stay, best day at home dad, this and that. <laughs> I say I'll be at yoga classes with all the hot moms at nine o'clock, you know, all this and that. But no, nah, I, I give her all the credit because she puts up with my shit. She supports my dreams. And any woman that um, is willing to sit home on a Friday night or a Saturday night because her husband's out working for 18 hours plus and can't make that date that they had set up yeah you know that's that takes a lot it takes a fucking solid like everybody had every badass mechanic i think there's a badass wife dude oh yeah for sure we could all attest for that yeah and i you know i feel bad sometimes you know i'd be texting my wife throughout the day like i can't wait to hang out with you tonight all this shit then you get home after that long day it's like i want nothing to do with you (laughs) i really don't want to talk to you (laughs) just leave me alone i want to sit here and uh you know she's still supportive after all that so 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you got it a little rougher though because I can go home and say that you know a part was delayed, or I can kind of bullshit my wife and she'll buy the bullshit. But if you try to bullshit <laughs> yeah. your wife, she's gonna be like, "Yeah, you didn't do your checks. Yeah. You did fucking. You did that to yourself. That was self inflicted." There's no such thing as a thermal fuckle valve. <laughs> Shut up. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but big shout out to the old ladies, man. They uh, they hold it down because uh, if it wasn't for them, fuck, I don't know where I would be. Yeah, we uh, we paused for a minute. We we talked about personal stuff. Uh, God damn it, dude! Both of our phones are blowing. I know. Up. I told the girlfriend to stop fucking texting <laughs> me. I told her it would be done. My wife might hear this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had a little bit of a, I guess it would be personal conversation before we got back into it and. Yeah, we owe. Uh, our, I definitely owe a lot to my wife. She's a, she's a savior, man. She's a badass, and she puts up with my shit. And uh, yeah, you're you're amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think I might keep you, but I uh, I do have um, some applications in the truck in case there is some uh, future baby mamas out here listening. You know what? Willing. <laughs> I, that's why I tell you know a lot of. Like our friends or close friends, like I'm taking set applications for a second wife. You know, if you're interested, I'm down to move to Utah, bro. We could have fucking sister wives. I'll Hell put yeah. them all in their own homes. <laughs> shut off their Wi-Fi. Block them. Lock. I'll have a lock on the outside so they can't get out. They're locked in. That's right. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but that's all for another podcast. Yeah. Anyway, we're at uh, almost an hour and a half. I think we should close this thing out, man. Yeah. Definitely do. I definitely want to um, kind of give a give a little shout out to uh, any any young kid out there that's trying to get into the industry. Um, don't be don't be scared to ask any questions, man. Um, uh, go for it. Any type of training. Um, enjoy the process. You know, don't don't look at what all the other guys have their trucks and this and that and blah blah blah. Just focus on getting in there, spinning wrenches and learning. Um, enjoy the process and, and honestly, you guys now have my Instagram deal. So if anybody has any questions or concerns about getting out on the own or taking a step on the wild side, feel free to hit me up, man. I've, uh, I've learned it all. It's been a, a year of just straight crash course and <laughs> it's been, a, it's, it's been interesting and it ain't over yet. Hang on. I'm going to die. I'm sorry. I fucking choked on my beer and I was trying to hold it back. Um, <laughs> I was wondering what you're doing over there. Yeah, but yeah, no, it, um, I think uh, everybody just needs to get out there and just keep fucking spinning wrenches. And uh, if you've got an old timer around you that just doesn't really give you the time of day, figure out his game, figure out what he likes, start bullshitting with him about anything, start asking questions. That's how you're going to learn. Um, and do not be the I know it all kid. That's yeah. the worst fucking thing you can do. Yeah, I know that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, then why'd you fucking ask? So kind of bouncing off that. You know, I get messages quite often of, uh, you know, what do you recommend? I'm new, blah, blah, blah. It's like, so if you're not familiar with the machine, if you go work for a dealer, let's just say John Deere, for example, and you don't have their, you, you didn't go to their college courses or anything like that. You're an apprentice coming and learning, making whatever money and don't know much. Take advantage of the training. I mean, that training is pretty boring. I'll admit it, but you're always going to learn something, even though, you know, I'll be the first to admit a lot of the stuff is the same in their training. Let's just say capstone. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn a lot of the same electrical stuff or they're going to try to teach you. Their main thing is to teach you like how to utilize service advisor. And that is some of the best shit you can take advantage of 100 percent. 
Service Advisor is one of the best programs out there. I'm not, not knocking on SIS or anything like that. I'm sure I could be a badass at SIS if I used it every day. But if you're new to the to the thing, whatever it is, take advantage of training. Learn the machines. Um, you know, learn how the system works. I, I explain to people all the time, like, oh, I'm, I'm really good at hydraulics, but I'm not good on electrical or vice versa. It's like, dude, they work the, the same. exact same. You got flow, whether it's current or fluid, they work the same. You know, you've got flow coming out of the pump. Anything that is resistant creates pressure. Same with electrical. You might have something that's like, let's just say a resistor. It's going to cut down your voltage. Anyway, that that's where I, I kind of lost my train of thought of where I was going. But, you know, if you're new, take advantage of training, learn the systems, learn theory of operation, learn the machine. Um, that's going to help you out. You know, if you know the system and how it works, you're not going to jump to, oh, it's this pump or anything. You're going to learn, well, this pump gets flow from, or I'm sorry, this, this motor gets flow from this pump and it has to go through this valve first. Okay, well, you know, you're going to narrow everything down to where, you know, if you, whether you start from the front, it's get pressure from here and it stops here, you know, in between is our issue. I, Sorry, I'm really bad at explaining this. I'm better at just doing the fucking job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, but you're hitting it on the, on the head. It's just fucking don't give up. Keep yeah. trying. Keep asking questions. Take advantage of all the training because I'm going to be the first fucking person to tell you I didn't have any of that. Yeah. And I, I learned the hard way. I took the fucking scenic route on every repair possible. I took the long way, but I learned. And for you young kids, dude, just get in there and just fucking learn. And... The tooling, don't get scared of the tooling. You're going to have to pay. It's going to be inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that's going to come. I'm, I'm going to be the first one to admit, and I ain't ashamed. My first full set of tools was a Husky set. Hey. And I am and I'm fucking did the same jobs that these other master mechanics did. Yeah, I didn't have the pretty name on it, but you know what? For $2,500, I got a $375 piece set, mm-hmm. and it got me through. So don't be don't don't be the quick guy to jump on the snap on truck and all that. Don't get yourself into debt. Just learn the skill so you can actually get paid and and enjoy the process. Like don't try to be this master mechanic right off the bat because I promise you you're never gonna you never will be. You're gonna cost the if you try to jump in like what you're saying, you're gonna cost a lot of money or you know misdiagnose or throw parts at it. Mm-mm. You don't want that. Yeah, even even as a an independent guy right now, I'll be the first to admit I wish I had that dealership experience because mm-hmm. I just enrolled in a cap program that's three thousand mm. dollars for for myself for a generator program. But it's how I'm going to further my my knowledge in the industry. Well, you can go to the dealership and get fucking paid to do that yeah. without having. Now I've got to pay out of pocket three thousand dollars to go sit in a class and take out of my time that I could be making money on my own. Now I'm learning. So yeah, do it. Don't be scared. And if you got any questions. I know Colton's not too good of a help, but I know I might be. I'm really bad at talking. I've just realized that. He does really good. I have good a podcast, at, and I don't know how to talk. <laughs> he's really good at drinking. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, he'll be there for moral support, though. Just call yeah. him. He'll, he'll hang out with you. Until yeah, hell done. yeah, I'll hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. Where, uh, where can these folks find you at on social media? Um, I have, if you're 18 or older, um, we have, a. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I've got a, I got an Instagram deal. It's Davy Josh or Davy dot Josh. Um, to be honest with you, I just post, uh, 
post my working stuff every day, but the rest of it's just family stuff. I'm just a normal dude that fucking knows enough about yeah. machinery to be dangerous, I guess. <laughs> I've noticed on your social, on your Instagram, like you post badass stories of you working all the time, like, oh, there's this truck or whatever. And then I went to go show my boss your service truck yesterday and there's no You can't truck. find the picture of the service truck. I had to go to your tag and like, there's a video. I'm like, yeah. that's it. <laughs> this bastard. I, uh, I actually, I'm coming up on a year. Um, I'm going to do something where... July 6th, I flew out here to pick up the truck and I did it. So I'm going to do a little post on, on yeah, like yeah. A, a one year thing and, you know, all the support and, and tell everybody how much I love them and hate them. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck it, man. Let's, uh, I'm going to do, uh, do this little thing and we'll hit, uh, we'll Let's be go. done. Yeah. I got, oh, the, I'm hungry. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, Iron Pandora's box down the road has got a, uh, has got a good steak. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you guys can find, or I'm sorry, get a hold of me at certifiedwrenchpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, any of that shit, TikTok, YouTube, whatever you want to hit me up on, or just check out the stuff. Um, certified Wrench Podcast. Uh, Instagram is Certified Wrench underscore podcast. Uh, this stuff gets really old talking about it. To be uh, honest. CertifiedWrenchPodcast.com is our website. You know, you can go on there and see the information, or if you want to be a guest, all the way at the bottom, there's a contact form. Uh, you fill that out, send it in to me. I'll get you over a questionnaire at some point. Uh, don't know when. <laughs> but I will try. I will try. And uh, I was just going to say something, but I forgot. Fuck it. We're done. Thank y'all. Thank you, uh, sir, for coming on the podcast and hanging out and making this drive to me and uh, doing this thing in person. You're thanking me? I thought you paid me. For uh, yeah, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this, was a, this was a good episode, man. I think I'm, I'm really glad that we made it happen. And I'm pumped that this is, you know, this is the, the holiday weekend and the second half of the year right yeah beginning today right yeah Yeah. motherfuckers better go have some fun and uh tuesday or wednesday you better have all your digits when you go back to work with fireworks fuck (laughs) no firework (laughs) mishaps all right man let's close this thing 10-4 thank you buddy see you guys